Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Hi. Hey. Oh my gosh, I just showed up at your door. I know. I'm so excited that you're Landed here. Landed in LA, came and rang your doorbell. Yeah. Maybe we should tell everybody who you are. So I am Brianna Christine. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I am the founder of Bikini Body Mommy, which has become like the biggest faux pas and misnomer for so many people um, out there in the public realm because they associate bikini bodies with people who are fitness models and size zero people. Yeah. And I love that. So just a little bit of backstory for everyone who's listening five years ago or so, maybe even six now. Gosh, I'm this is scary. Uh, when I was in the beginning stages of my own weight loss journey, I was just like running on a treadmill and so frustrated by the fact that I didn't feel connected to my body. I didn't really feel excited about fitness. I kept trying to do these like DVDs that people were doing and it it just never connected on any sort of level. And there was somebody who actually lives in like Utah or something who posted a recipe of yours one day. And uh, when I went to your page, you were living in Toronto at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's someone inspiring who's had somewhat of a similar story to me. You had had the three kids, you had like done this postpartum like transformation. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And she's working out at home. And I started, I quit everything else, quit all the cardio, started doing your workouts. And it was the most empowering shift in my personal wellness journey because I felt like I was suddenly not alone in my body in the sense that I didn't have to be this fitness model or this like really athletic person in order to be able to feel powerful in my body in the stage that it was, which was like so cool for me. And I wrote you an email one day and it was like a before and after, which I don't love. But at the same time, I, I had sent you this thing and I was so excited to share that like, I I don't even think I had lost any weight, you but had, my body had changed. You had lost like 30 pounds. Yeah, it I wasn't a that. lot, but it was such mm-hmm. a, it was so different. Like it was even like when you look at the picture, I could probably pull it up now, but when I looked at it, it was such a mental transformation more than anything else. I, I just felt so strong in my body and uh, yeah, we became friends yeah. and yeah, here we are. It's been like six years later. 
I don't even like, I can't even get even started about what a mastermind you are in celebrating the woman's body and especially through change. So since I've met you, you've gone through two other big transformations of your body. Yeah. So I've had two more babies since our first, um, our first meeting. And I think what's so empowering looking back is that you know, I originally started Bikini Body Mommy um, at an ultimate low point of my life. I was, um, I had arrived in Canada to pursue a job opportunity. It was literally the only job opportunity that I had. I was homeless. I was a single mom with three kids. And um, I had really no opportunities. My life had literally bottomed out as this newly divorced single mom. And um, when I arrived in Canada and the job opportunity that I had gone to pursue fell through, um, I literally found myself going, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know what? I've transformed my body once. I'm going to document this. I have this new bot, this new baby. Um, I'm going to document it and try to inspire women with the goal of writing this book. And throughout that process, I was trying to adhere to the standard of what what everybody in, in the public knew as being a fitness persona is I was trying to adhere to the standard of being that size zero, rock hard, 13% body fitness chick. Mm-hmm. But by putting myself out there and then ultimately filming videos, um, 90 day you know free challenges mm-hmm. for anybody to follow... Um, I didn't even really clue in until after probably the second 90 day challenge that I filmed that people weren't following me because they were inspired by watching my physical transformation. It was because they found working out with somebody like them relatable. And oh yeah, like I mean, I can't even tell you how powerful it was for me to see somebody get exhausted by a burpee. You know, I hate burpees, but you still do them sometimes. And when you would do them, and you would be that same like, huh, like you were winded, and you were like, but we can still do this. I was like, okay, it's not just me. It's not just that I'm weak and that I'm not powerful. Like we're actually just doing this together. And uh, that I mean, I just love you for that. And I think that's so important that you kind of like showed up in a stage where everyone waits a lot of people in the fitness industry um can often wait until they are that picture perfect Mm -hmm. look Mm -hmm. in order to be able to teach and I think that you taught from a standpoint where you were right there right now and people related to it you just have this relatability to you and you didn't shy away from it like just share even a little bit like You've now had two babies, two babies since that first Mm -hmm. transformation of this whole start, and you continue to kind of be that person. Well, I think what was great about the realization that people weren't following me to be what was tried and true and shown to be the standard for a fitness person is that it allowed me to actually be who I was. And even though I'm a certified personal trainer and I have been since 2009, I'm not a fitness buff. I am not somebody who eats chicken and broccoli. Like I'm a real mom. Mm -hmm. My priority is my family and my children. And fitness is an aspect of overall health, but it's given me the opportunity to build a platform that's not like I'm known for these free 90 day challenges. I'm known yeah. for being a fitness person. Which I love you for that because I think it, like, especially when I met you, I was, we were on a single income. I was a stay at home mom. I didn't even have workout clothes. And I was like able to do it, like even in like my pajamas in the comfort of like my bedroom. Right. It was so valuable to have something that was accessible and free. I didn't have to have a prerequisite to show up. So what I love about that is that it's given people a free opportunity to come in and then discover that yes, they're showing up because they think they want to lose 20 pounds. And there's this free workout program online with somebody who's relatable. But in following those workouts every day, they discover like, 
what they initially showed up for has nothing to do with their body and their discomfort about the weight. It has to do with the unhappiness with who they are in their mindset. And you bring community to the table. So can you kind of share like, so even from these 90 day things, because let's be realistic, business wise, that's like a really crazy move to do is to offer free programs to people. Yeah. Yeah. So can you kind of discuss how you've been able to kind of create this into the business that it is today? Because I think that's so... I'm learning that like we shouldn't be as women like embarrassed to make money. And I love that you have like done it in such an affordable way for women and a realistic way and built upon like pillars that are important, which is like health and like community and just like accessibility to you, which is like such a light for so many people. So, so I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing for me and, and bikini body mommy was that I never lose sight of why I started the community or why I started the business. And I started the business out of survival as a single mom, yes. But it was also in this bottomed out low period of my life where I was living in a foreign country. I didn't have friends or family. And what I sought more than even money was community, was a friend, was somebody to be able to share what I was going through, not just physically, but also emotionally. And um, social media really gave me a way to connect um, in, at a time where it was new and it was fresh and I had people cheering me on for the physical transformation, but it was helping giving me the, the power and the courage to pursue a lot in my life that I didn't feel like I necessarily was able to do. And so I decided, you know, um, when people were vested in my transformation and, and asking, you know, how, I'd love to see the workouts that you're doing. So I started putting out the workouts for free. And then there was an interest um, from the freemium model of, hey, I want to follow this girl for free to, I want to know what she's eating. It's like, okay, well, if you want to know what I'm eating, I'm going to have to charge a little bit. And it was never about taking people to the cleaners and charging, you know, astronomical. No, not that at all. No, it was never about that for me. It was just about what can I, like if I was a mom looking for this, what would I, what, what could I afford? Mm -hmm. And even being, you know, building my brand, it was, it's always been about, um, delivering an incredible, um, an incredible service or an incredible subscription and bringing the value to the table. So um, it started with the weekly meal plan. And then I had people say, you know what? I love these 90 day challenges. I would love to pay for like a five minute ab series or a diastasis recti series to help me close my abdominal gap and separation after having babies. And everything that we've rolled out as a brand um, has been basically a suggestion from the community. And so the biggest lesson that I've learned is that you can build a substantial business, a substantial brand um, that is monetized off of a freemium model just by charging a little bit of money to a lot of people. I've never heard the word freemium before. That's actually the coolest little like tidbit. Also, okay, funny story. Today, Jason was like sharing some different things with me and he was saying so about- So Jason's my husband for Jason's people who Jason's a husband, know. yeah. So- <laughs> I know we're like fast forwarding through your story so many times because like people are just going to have to like dive in and get to know you. Yes, you got married and had two more babies. There's like five of them. It's crazy. But um, we were talking and he was like telling me because you're a bikini body mommy and he was saying like he was thinking about potentially like there's been so much outreach from like women saying their husbands want like some sort of a program and stuff like that. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, what would that even be branded like? Like, would you be you couldn't be bikini body daddy. You'd have to be like board short daddy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that. First of all, that is his Instagram handle. Mm -hmm. And all of these years that I've known you, I never put those two things together. I never realized that that's why he was (laughs) board short daddy. I literally was just like, put my 
head in my hands and I was like how has it been that long and I never got it yeah oh yeah. my gosh so and it's so amazing I think um in the last couple of years the body positivity movement and awareness because when I first started bikini body mommy I would get trolled in horrible ways like who is this fat chick who's wearing a bikini and doing these workouts she can't even practice what she preaches why would I follow her why would I pay for a program or meal plan when she looks right. like that right and I'm so excited as a culture and as a society, this shift that has happened yes. because I'm no longer fighting that stigma anymore. I'm I'm literally like, I'm so excited that I'm one of the first people that ever put her body out you were. there. Um, and now you see so much of, more of it, even in mainstream ad campaigns. It's true because we kind of became that demand for it. But you're right. You're, but I would still say that you're probably one of the only, I haven't seen really many that are that are dabbling in the fitness industry because there's so much confusion around how does body positive and fitness kind of go together? Right. How do we talk about the realities of weight loss and the fact that some people are going through a weight loss journey, but it can still be in a body positive way? Because for me, even like when I go back from it, even with people like you as an influence in my life, you didn't do anything wrong. You were actually doing all the right things. It set me up for success when I was at the end of my journey and realizing how unhappy I was in my body that I had to like start reflecting onto the more positive people in my life because I did the exact same thing that you did, mm -hmm. which is I think is the same story for a lot of people where they chase this like fitness body mm -hmm. and then they come to the realities of like it's not feasible for lifestyle. It's not feasible for our bodies postpartum for some of us or it's just like not what's making us happy. Like right. I and and I have to like give you so much props too because I was like very thin for a while and you never were like I had a lot of like commentary coming around and you were never somebody who like gave me negative commentary on my body or like even anything during that whole season you were just like so uplifting and, and looking back now I didn't realize how valuable that was to have yeah. people who weren't judging me for my body and just allowed me to kind of journey through that and kind of have that ebb and flow. So I can tell you now because yes, you've made now this you can do it. Now <laughs> let's do it. Um, I can tell you now that um, because having been in your position of having lost 100 pounds and having that celebrated so hugely on such like this grandiose level, everybody was like, you look amazing. You look yes. this and that. But to not feel happy inside and not be able to communicate why that was at my thinnest, which was like 102 pounds. I'm only 5'3", but yeah. that was, I mean, I was That's tiny. Small. I was double zero. Um, and to be able to to not be able to like, okay, I'm the smallest and people are like telling me how beautiful I am and all of this stuff, but it's all about my physical. Like, so when you transform your body, of course, I was like, I'm so proud of you because I know how hard you worked to make that shift physically. But I also don't want to celebrate it in the way where I'm like, you look amazing. Yes. I want to celebrate who you are as a person. Yes. And your per your body is is not who is not your identity of who you are. It shouldn't be. And I don't want to I don't want to like reinforce that. I want to just celebrate your accomplishment, but I want to like know you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I love that you have shared like if you follow Brianna on social, like you just share everything so real right down to like I'm not feeling great about myself right now and I'm feeling this right now or we're actually so can you share a little bit about like why did you choose to share your fertility journey openly on social media because that is something as women that we're taught to be quiet about for quite some time yeah. so I'm I'm always leery about calling it a fertility journey because I'm so um I'm just always empathetic towards people. I mean, it's you have to be empathetic these days. But like, I, I feel like 
fertility is such a trigger word for so many people who actually struggle with fertility. And Mm -hmm. here I am blessed with like five babies now. For sure. And, um, and so I never want to set somebody off. And at the same time, this last, our last baby who is now nine weeks old, um, we struggled and I say struggle lightly for five, for the first time to conceive. And by struggle, it wasn't really, it was only five months, but that five months. But it was your struggle. It was like, and I realized that like, I'm starting to understand now that like every woman like it doesn't matter if it was like one month or three months or three years or five years, like it is still your struggle. And we still need to honor that everyone has that journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that you were really open about that because I think there's, I don't know, maybe it comes back from like our teen years where everyone's like, don't have sex because you're going to have sex and you're going to get pregnant. So we get into this fear mindset that it just happens immediately when you start trying for a baby. And the reality of it is not actually that for a lot of people. And that set up for even three months down in the road when they're feeling very alone and isolated. And you're right, like they can't really call it like a infertility, but they're still feeling that disconnect of fear Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you were really, really open about that. So I think it was really neat. So what I what I decided to do was, um, you know, having been somebody who always got pregnant in the past just by having my husband look at me, um, yeah. I I was like originally thought, okay, well, it would be fun to um, because I have a VIP membership and in an inner circle group um, where I I'm literally live every day, and I thought, you know what, this is the place for me to share this that we're doing. This is a family and choosing to expand our family, and um, and so I started by just being open in that group and it ended up transcending into mainstream social media um, because I thought, you know what, I'm going through this and I don't want to have to hide my body for four months until it's to the safe period because having had a miscarriage in the past, there is no safe period. Like I know that better than anyone. Like you can lose a baby at any time. And so I decided to basically, um, start doing these, these, um, pregnancy series, um, posts where I was sharing, you know, Oh, it's week one of my cycle, week two of my cycle. And what people didn't know outside of my VIP group was that by the time I actually had posted those, um, those photos, it was month five of me. And so only the people in the inner circle really, really got, because I would do each pregnancy test every month live yep. and they would see the failure and I felt like my body was broken for the first time and I felt like there was just so much relatability to that because whether somebody actually has been trying for babies for 10 years or whether you've been trying for only a couple of months to see a negative after you feel like you're doing everything right and you want something so bad there's power in in going through an experience and knowing that you're not alone and feeling like you're going along that journey with somebody. And I always want people to, um, to not feel a stigma around, around life. I think that's the power. And this is something I've learned so much in the last couple of years, just even with my own journey, not even in the same realm, but just like the power of being vulnerable, because at the end of the day, I think we just crave human connection and social media has this ability to bridge these gaps where, you know what, maybe we don't like when I was going through divorce, I didn't really have anybody in my circle that knew what that was like, but I had friends on social media that were kind of walking with me through it. When I was like struggling coming out of like diet culture and a lot of these like weird conversations, I didn't really know who to talk to, but I found those friends on social media and it's like so, so powerful. So like you kind of 
you being vulnerable actually was helping a lot of people who were very quiet in their own lives or maybe didn't have that inner circle that could relate to them. Or maybe they felt silly about feeling upset about having that negative test after yeah. like only three months because yeah, like it, it's hard. I think a lot of people they have set in their in their heads like I want to get pregnant in the like this time because I want to have a baby around this season of life and then like mm-hmm. it hits you so fast that yeah. like that's not how it actually goes for so many and that was exactly what I was doing was I thought okay I just finished this 90-day challenge I now have nine months of the year I need to get pregnant right away I need to have this baby in January so that I can be cleared to work out to work out in February the beginning of the year which is the high point when everybody wants to work on their fitness and then like month after month after month and I'm like crap now I'm not having this baby till February at like almost March and how is this gonna you know because when you're self-employed yeah you you I mean you have to plan you don't get maternity leave there there is like every every day you have to scrap to survive and you know and and so um, maternity leave for me and and especially being in the fitness business and not being able to to pump out new products to drive, you know, interest was really, really stressful. Um, But what I love is that, you know, now I've been doing this for almost seven years Mm -hmm. um, and the community, the base at least, and and there's new people coming in every day who are still like, who is this person? And, you know, but the base um, has really like, embraced that they're following my life and my journey and that this is I mean so- you re- like you really took that pregnancy test yeah. on a live in your inner really circle did. like yeah. it really happened that was the real live reaction I watched it it yeah. was crazy it was yeah. like I I don't I can't even describe to you the feeling cuz you are the person I can't describe to you the feeling of like that anticipation and like I think especially after watching some of the failures in the previous but like being able to like actually be there in that moment with you was Mm -hmm. like just even like how your voice like went into like a different pitch it was just like such a moment and it was so cool and I think we just as women we crave that and you like kind of bring that to the table and like I can say like your inner circle is like real they are like family for you they really are um and it's so funny like the support is absolutely incredible and I think the biggest reason why for women is like especially mothers motherhood can be so incredibly isolating yes motherhood like for a lot of women especially with little ones like they hit a certain stride and and you finally get a life back but for especially mothers with little ones at home like you don't have outlets and and you can have mom groups and, and sorts of, and you know, but those are like superficial connections. So to be able to like turn on your phone and the baby's down for a nap and you're seeing a real conversation or you're listening to this podcast now and you're like, I connect so much and I, I feel like I could like conquer the world or go after that goal that I had for myself just because I've listened to somebody else who's done it. There's so much power in that. There is. And then there's like a power of community too. Cause that's, that's what's so great about uh, what you do is that you give that like initial flame to the fire and then like people connect and they, they are fueled in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have such a knack for like the ebb. I, I use the words ebbs and flows of body because I think that it's so important that we note that so many times women get stuck in what their bodies were once mm-hmm. and not what their bodies are right now mm-hmm. or what they want their bodies to be tomorrow. And it's funny, a lot of times when women are like, I just wish I could go back to my pre-baby body. Like I'm just dying to fit in that pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Like it is my goal. Mm-hmm. And I often ask the question like, 
did you feel great when you were that size? Did you feel amazing when you were that size? And often they were like, well, no, like I still had a lot of insecurities. Like I just wish I had cherished it then. What would you say to women who they're going, we're going through so many seasons. You were somebody who's done it over and over again. You're doing like five seasons now of being in a postpartum body. You've had to like embrace this change so many times. Like what can you kind of pour into women who are potentially going through that change themselves? Cause I think it's probably the hardest one. And I say that like, I think everyone wants to have this like oh, my body did this amazing thing by having a baby. But the reality is like, we're feeling squishy. We're Mm. feeling not quite right. It feels also very foreign and we're searching for the answer. Mm -hmm. What would you, what would you find like after all of these years of a kind of having this change? And I'm sure you're even still experiencing it now. Like, what does it feel like? What would you say? What are your biggest tidbits? Well, being nine months or nine months. I wish I was nine months postpartum being nine weeks postpartum right now. I'm getting choked up because it's something that really resonates with me. And even though this is my fifth baby, it's something that I am like deep in the throes of right now and struggling every single day, like multiple times a day to look at myself with grace Yes, and, um, and, and feel the worth as a human being, even though my body feels foreign to me and fifth baby I have like for the first time in my life you know I call it the mom apron where my stomach is like hanging over my my underwear and I'm like which is apparently very common for c-sections right right and I've never had a c-section okay yeah and and I'm like is this gonna retract if it doesn't retract like am I still gonna be beautiful is my husband still gonna be attracted to me and you know there's a component of because my my business is also um based off of body image so much I'm struggling with like you don't have to lose this weight you don't have to have a perfectly toned stomach um Jason actually the other night or this past weekend rather um I had a moment where I saw myself you'll relate to this in a photo um Mm -hmm. my older kids it was their senior prom and I saw myself in photos um And I literally had this breakdown. It ruined my entire weekend. I literally just cried and cried. And my immediate mindset was, I need to stop breastfeeding so that I can lose this weight. This is unacceptable. I'm disgusting. I look like a sausage. I mean, just the most disgusting things I said to myself inside, like internally that you would never even say to another person unless you're an internet troll. (laughs) Yeah, they they do that. They do exist. Um, And Jason literally grabbed me by the shoulders and he said, what are you talking about? Like, do you hear yourself? If you stopped breastfeeding just to lose this weight and your community knew that you were doing that, would that not set you back on everything that you have built and that you have stood for for the last seven years? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking about? You, there is a season and you just brought our baby into the world and you are breastfeeding her and you are keeping her alive and your body is freaking bomb. You are beautiful. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like you're stunning. Like I'm sitting right in front of you so I can say it, but like you're so stunning. So it's so shocking when you hear somebody talk about themselves that way, but I almost like related to any relationship. Like sometimes you get in a fight and well, I feel that's like that's, thing. you just kind of got in a fight with your body. I, I got in a fight with my body and I'm, it took me all weekend and even still, it still stings. It's like when somebody says something hurtful to you and you said it to yourself. So it's like, how do you recover from that? But he literally was like, you know, you're beautiful now. If you have, if your body looks like this five years from now, you are beautiful then. And like, you do not have to 
be the stereotypical fitness model to to work be wor- in this industry to be and worthy do the things. to be worthy yeah. like and it was one of those things i think you know a lot of times when people speak truth to you you have to be in the place to hear the truth mm-hmm. and last and the week over the weekend i was not in the place to hear the truth and i'm still sort of digesting and going okay i see how he's i see how he's right but at the same time i still feel as i'm sitting here my stomach sitting on my legs you know yeah so oh, like i 100% like so i even like not to relate in like a ton of ways, but like I'm going through like a hormonal imbalance right now and it's caused me to have like waking. And I was, it was weird because I'm like, I'm okay with it, but I'm also like, it's such an indication of something and I have to work through it. But mentally I've had to like work through it. I've had to work through like seeing those pictures and being like, even if it's like a tiny amount, so I can only like, it's, it's so weird for me to go all the way back to like postpartum and like remember that again, but just that foreignness of your body when like you, you touch your body and it does feel so different and like, not like you. And how do you celebrate yourself in that moment? And I think what is, um, so lovely about you is that you are not the typical fitness person, but you still, even in like, are you cleared to work out yet? I just got cleared, but I still have a little bit of, like I have a two finger gap for diastasis. So. Can you explain actually, before yeah. we go even further with that, can you explain what that is? Cause that you were the first person I've ever heard like use those words and I have no idea what it means. <laughs> so diastasis is a normal part of pregnancy. When your belly grows, your muscles separate. And it's something that not a lot of medical professionals, obstetricians, midwives even talk about. Um, it is something that happens to everyone when they're pregnant. Their abdominal wall separates to allow for the baby to expand. And just because the baby leaves your system um, and is no longer part of your body, your abs don't just automatically seal up. The line that runs from your sternum down to your pubic bone, there's usually a gap that is like compared to the Grand Canyon. And if you don't do the proper rest or rehab exercises, that gap, especially the more children that you have, doesn't just close on its own. Um, depending on how severe the gap is, sometimes it can require surgery to close. I've heard that because it kind of, it's, it's, it happens a lot of times from women when they try and work out too quickly, mm-hmm. um, which happens to be honest, all too much because they're There's targeted the, so much. Like so, postpartum bodies are like an opportunity for diet culture and weight loss culture to kind of like pinpoint somebody who they know is in a vulnerable position. And like, how can we make you feel bad about yourself to buy our stuff, to do our things? And you actually created something completely different where you created a healing like a like some I can't even say the words diastasis whatever diastasis recti you actually have a workout designed to help with that right to heal so there's 10 different moves to help bridge and close that gap oh my gosh the kids are home (laughs) the baby is hungry this is real life like that's okay the baby is hungry let's have like what are we at we're just at like the 30 minute mark so we will like let you go back to your baby and stuff. Let's like and then conti- to be continued. Well, we can just no. Like I'm totally okay if we just like wrap this up because yeah. I want to honor your time and stuff. But um, yeah, I would love for you to just share where are you at right now. What's next for you in terms of like you have such a heart for postpartum women, yeah. and it is in many ways what's kind of built your community and stuff. And I think because there is such a base of women who are kind of struggling with that. What is, um, what would you like to say to somebody who is kind of like feeling that right now? Like feeling that moment of like so foreign and everything like, cause you're going through it. What do you wish the mentality to be around the postpartum body? So, um, what I would say is, is 
especially to postpartum women, is that your worth is not defined by your appearance in this season. Um, as hard as it, as it is, if you can focus on the achievements and the accomplishments that your body, the gift that your body just gave you, you will walk through this season with so much more grace and acceptance and self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes the process so much easier. And that's not to say that it isn't going to be a hour by hour fight with yourself to see that beauty, but that you are beautiful, whether your boobs and stomach are hanging down to your knees right now, or whether you're carrying an extra hundred pounds, um, your body just brought a life into Mm -hmm. the world and that deserves to be celebrated, um, more than, you know, how fast you bounce back or if you ever bounce back. Um, I like using, like I saw even recently, I saw like a celebrity make a comment about like how she was postpartum and she was like, I'm just, I can't wait to do like my body's not bouncing back as much as it was the last time. And, and like, that's okay. And she was, had such a positive message around it, but I was like, girl, like you're bouncing forward. Like this isn't a bounce back. Do we really want to go back to our bodies, to what they were before they did these incredible things? Because like, I feel like that's our initial reaction yeah. is like we have stretch marks and we have like now the skin is like so jiggly and it's like done these things like we want to go back to what it was but then the reality of that is but look what goes with it. Well th- I'm so glad that you brought that up because it used to when I was younger um, you know I'm only in my mid-30s now but when I was in my 20s and having my first babies it used to drive me absolutely bananas. It was a different culture back then to hear people say oh your body is ruined you will never have the body you yes. had pre-kids. And that used to irk me. And it was actually a huge driving force to like lose a ton of weight and be like, I'll show you. I, you right. know what I mean? I can, I can look better than I looked pre-kids. Um, but there's, but I think the older that I've gotten, the more I've realized that it is okay that saying that your body will never be the same is not a slam. It is not a put down. It does not mean that exactly. you are less than because your body looks different. It's like the same as when people say like you've changed and it's like this yeah. negative thing. And it's like, actually, I'm really glad that I've changed. I yeah. would hope that I've evolved as a person. And I don't know why we have this expectation on our bodies to not evolve that same way, but it is hard, especially when things like um, childbearing kind of advance some of those things and kind of like they almost put you in a pressure cooker of like all of your self-doubt and like puts it all at once. And like, you have to deal with it all at the same time, which is like insanity. But now here you are five kids later and you are a champion voice for like the postpartum woman. And like, let's be real. You were one of the original, like didn't even say it body positive women. And like, it continues to be like, I love when I can talk about and people like bikini body mommy, like what? And I'm like, no, 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 go look at her page. Like, go, go, go take it out. And what I love, like just on the, on the like postpartum note is that I love the fact that there are women out there who don't even have kids who resonate with my message because it's body positivity and because they're learning to like embrace who they are and they haven't even had kids. And on that note, what my biggest thing, like biggest aha moment in the last probably six months or so has been like, I am stepping away from rationalizing or giving disclaimers for why I look like I look like when people ask or say like, Oh, you look great for just having a baby. It drives me mad. I don't like, or, you know, like, Oh, you look great for this, that, or the other. Like you don't look like you've had five kids. Yeah. You don't look like you've had exactly. And I'm like, 
is that like an undercut? Like, what do I look good? Like, despite that, like, <laughs> yeah, like it shouldn't be a disclaimer. And I, I, I actually made a post about that recently too, because I think a lot of times when we make like somewhat of a body statement or a body positive or body confident type of thing, we want to share with people the heart of why we're sharing it. But then there's also such a power. I saw this recently. There's a tanning company, Isle of Paradise. And their branding like is so body positive, but they don't say anything about it. Like it's not a statement. It's yeah. just there. And I was like, it's so, sometimes I love just being able to look at a picture and it doesn't always come with a statement. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't have to disclaim that I'm worthy of being on the beach. Like I'm just worthy of being on the beach. Like yeah. I'm just worthy of this moment. Like yeah. we are okay to be in our bodies where we are. We have to stop feeling like there's only one mold to fit in. Such and, powerful stuff. That's right? exactly it. It's, it's so true. Like you and I, even if we worked out the exact same program and ate the exact same meals, our bodies are going to do two different types of reactions to that we also have like a foot of difference in height like there's so many differences but yet we we create this mold and we say but this is what we want our bodies to be and we put that challenge on ourselves, and it kind of takes away the excitement and the celebration around just what it feels like to move your body and just what it feels like to like be alive and be a mother and to like look at the chat like I'm nine years postpartum and I've literally just gotten to the point where I'm like, I like my stretch marks. Like that's such a weird thing. And people are just like, that's something you're supposed to hate, but I love them. Like it's so bizarre to come through some of these seasons of life to kind of an awareness and Mm. a knowledge of what our bodies are actually meant to do, which is to serve us, to be a vessel for our souls, to carry us through things. And like exercise is so lovely and so important. It's good for our mental health. It has so many benefits beyond weight loss. And I think we have to stop um, marginalizing fitness as being such a traffic to weight loss. Cause I think someone like you comes along and you share like the weight. I, I heard somebody say this the other day and I loved the wording of it. It was a release of weight. Like sometimes your body releases weight and sometimes it gains weight, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy or not because yeah. you're one of the healthiest people I know. Yeah. And like the definition of that comes from who is you are mentally mm-hmm. and who you are like as a mother and who you are like you still show up and you still do workouts. Like even, I shouldn't even say even though, but like realistically, most women find themselves with every excuse feeling of why they're not worthy. And Mm -hmm. you're kind of proving that they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that wasn't even a question. I'm just like making statements. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. And I, um, you know, I, I love the fact that, um, people are understanding that you don't have to look a certain way in order to be healthy. That yes. there are plenty of pe- I mean, look at pe- Olympic powerlifters. Like, I know you wanted to wrap this up, but I mean, no. there are like Olympic athletes that have bodies that look like they're obese and yet they're Olympic athletes. I know, which is why BMI is like so crap because okay. it always like puts us <laughs> in this box. Don't even get box. me started on oh BMI. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just like, it takes away all, yeah. It, but like my uh, body fat right now is like, 33%, which is like what, and, and, and I, you know, I weigh over 200 pounds and I'm five foot three. I am clinically obese and yet all of my blood levels, like my cholesterol, all of that is like the healthiest it's ever been. Isn't that amazing? You know? So I don't know. I just say, screw like, the how scale. Do we define, like, yeah, how do we how define, yeah, how do we define health when health? that's like, I honestly feel like we honest, we, we have to redefine health as, um, our mindset yes. because you can be 350 pounds and be the happiest person on this planet and the most confident and self-assured and love who you are through and through. Or you could be somebody who's 90 pounds and hate, hate 
every single day in your body. It has nothing to do with your body. It's about your mind. I know. And I have this friend who is like this. She's a champion of body positivity, but she actually doesn't prefer that wording. She likes body confidence. And Mm -hmm. I love that more because like we have to stop just being positive about our bodies all the time because sometimes that like comes with like this we're supposed to be. And it's like the confidence. It's like that ability to show up yeah. and the the ability to allow ourselves these seasons of life, which I think are so beautiful and so meaningful. And realistically, on our graves, we are not going to have written like that one time Sarah like was a size two and was yeah. 114 pounds. Like they're really going to write about the things that were important. And at the end of the day, like these are the things that are important. Yeah. Well, on that note, we just, uh, I have a new hashtag and then I've just trademarked a new brand oh label. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Self-love isn't a size. Oh my gosh. I love that. Because that's what it's all about. It is Self-love. so all about that. And I wish I had learned that all the way back at the beginning but um, that is so cool. Yeah. So if somebody wants to follow that, they can do. They can, they can follow. Hashtag, they can use the hashtag, hashtag self love. Is, love is, is it a size? Is it a size? And they can go to store.bikinibodymommy.com to find apparel to oh wrap that gosh. stuff out the window. New sweatshirts so and yeah, cool. everything. And um, we're looking to kind of expand that because I feel like the more people get that messaging out into the world, the better off we're all going to be. All going to be as amazing. A society. Yeah. So we're. Just to wrap this up, where can people find you the best? Where is your wheelhouse? Yeah. Because you engage on a couple different places, but like yeah, maybe you I can would share. say I'm the most active on Instagram in terms of like the daily grind of okay. being a mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My main website is bikinibodymommy.com. Um, you could find my free 90 day challenges at workouts.bikinibodymommy.com or even on YouTube. That's um, where I found them was YouTube. Yeah. And then in terms of community aspect, um, Facebook right now is really where it's at. We've got almost a half million people who are in the community there. They um, post those sweaty selfies. Yes. It's the best. Yes. So sweaty selfies. So the daily accountability. Um, but honestly, like the VIP membership is where you get the best it's, of yeah. everything that I have to offer. Premium workouts, weekly meal plans, and you get the inner circle accountability group, which is where you're going to find that safe place to connect in and the community of, of your best friends you didn't even know that you needed in your life until yeah. you're there. I so agree with that because you were mine and I can't (laughs) believe that we're here again today, like two years since I've seen you and I just so appreciate you and everything you're doing. So everyone, you absolutely need to go and check her out. Go find her at Bikini Body Mummy on Instagram and that way you can link out to all the other things. Take a moment to get to know Brianna because she is a heartbeat of society that we so, so need. She has changed the fabric of what we define the woman's body of. And uh, she's definitely someone worth watching and worth listening to. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Thank you.